Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land. This is Pat and Pete in the morning. Or are we going with Pat and Pete in the morning? Tell them, Pete. Oh, man. Yeah, let's, I, I like how out of all the names we talked about, you picked the one that I feel like we both were the least like excited about. <laughs> let's do the, uh, what was it called? The Egg MacGuffin? This is yeah. the Egg MacGuffin pod- podcast. Um, brought to you uh, by viewer support. Uh, from people like you. I don't know. I'm trying to do the PBS thing. Anyway, yeah, so we'll just... We'll, we'll come up with an intro. So right now, uh, I'm Peter. I am... I will be Pat. All right, so you'll be Pat. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, I guess we uh, are both... Or would you call us liberals, Pat? Are we liberals? Is that what we are? We're extraordinarily liberal. Like... There's really no two ways around it. We could try to be like, no, we're libertarians because we're sophisticated and such and such. But no, we're we're liberals. I'm gonna take a uh, I'm gonna take a controversial stance off the bat here. Um, I don't consider myself. I guess like, I don't know, man. I just people, you know, they yell at me like, "You're just a liberal, you Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi love," and I'm like, <laughs> I don't I don't like them either, and I I don't consider myself liberal because like. I'm still a little bit confused by, like, the, the sliding gender spectrum thing. I mean, I respect people's right to be whatever you want to be. I have no issues with that. But right, and as soon as you start respecting other people's rights, you're a liberal. You're a liberal. I, like, uh, that's it. You might as well go hug a tree, you hippie. I just want a better name for it. Like, can't I just be, like, a Jeffersonian Democrat, you know? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you're into Sally... 14 year olds okay all right look like uh man not i can't be I, all right fine i'm never gonna be happy okay i'm never <laughs> i'm never gonna be happy because anything i do i'll be called a libtard or i'll be like man you you racist uh uh, uh rapist loving uh jefferson support i'm like uh, i didn't not, that's not the jefferson <laughs> part i meant yeah um, it's like the good parts of jefferson okay never mind yeah. yeah sure just lump me in with roy moore hey you know in that regard we're almost like conservatives if we uh like jefferson why didn't roy moore be like i am a jeffersonian democrat because he wanted to go straight for jesus right like the christian angle was his angle so he's like you know what i'm like jesus and uh the girl that bangs like you know the the virgin mother well the scary oh, this, this she scary... was a virgin the scary part about like the Roy Moore thing is I just read a. I uh, wish I could remember. I need to. I need to start noting these for future podcasts. It was a tweet from some guy that was like, "Hey man, look in the Bible. Okay, look, you married a twelve-year-old. It's not weird. It's not creepy. <laughs> right? It's just the way. You know, people that don't understand the basic evolution of man need to get real, grow up. And I'm just like, oh, you like. This dude is actively advocating for, like, so what, man? She's 12. That's the way it was done 2,000 years ago. Um, but, like, if I take a giant rock and, like, you know, club like a head of state to death and go, now I am head of state. I hold the clubbing rock. No one goes, hey, man, you know, thousands of years ago, you clubbed the man in charge to death with a rock and you became the man in charge. It's biology. Get real and grow up. I still love your uh, Kermit the Frog other guy voice. That's just like my, 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 my voice for just real dumb, just like, well, li- guys, listen, okay? Like, ugh, man. Um, yeah, you want to, all right, so we wanted to do a news a new sandwich, uh, which, which you want to jump into my positive story first? We could. 
You're going to like so, this. Yeah, so what is your first positive story? And for uh, the listeners out there, the idea is we're primarily going to be very negative. Well, at least that's it's our instinct to be very, very negative whenever it comes to topics. So we thought just so that this wouldn't be nothing but one giant hate buffet, what we were going to do is try to like sandwich it in with a good news on both sides of all of our stories. So we're not allowed to just hammer out bad things we have to talk about some positive stuff on either side of each bad thing so that it's more like a uh, a hate finger food sampler than a hate buffet well i was gonna go with you know the buffet is always like hey man we got one mile of fried chicken with with, <laughs> with gravy and cooked in lard but also uh there is a tray of uh, salad lettuce and oh, the president, he is like the perfect fried butter stick. Like, oh, give me that. That it will that will clog the arteries and kill America in no time flat. Well, I feel like you got to amend that. He's the fried butter stick of hatred where you're just like, man, I shouldn't indulge anymore. Okay, just one more Facebook fight. <laughs> yep. Just just one more until the hatred carves me out from the inside. Well, this is the hate buffet, so the, the hatred's a given. <laughs> I think the name of this podcast is eventually going to be like the hate buffet. <laughs> the hate Pure hate buffet. All right, that, you ready? That could also be a good name. Like, but, you ready? Yeah. All right, you, you what ready? Is the first story? You ready? A little bit of good news for your week. It's been a tough week. So this comes from the Huffington Post. Family's fabulous pet chicken gets own obituary in local newspaper. Yay, chickens! The chicken's name was Big Mama. Big and Mama Chicken. It is with sadness that we report the passing what? of our all-time favorite chicken. You no. Don't no, it's an obituary. She's dead. That we didn't. I bury missed the... that it's an obituary. I was happy about the chicken. This not, isn't a good story at all. Not many chi- chicken. Not many chickens deserve an obituary, but she does. And then they talk about like Big Mama came into our lives and like yada yada yada, like most uh, obituaries do. It's just kind of cool that like if, Goodbye, if we're chicken. we're in a world chicken. we're in a world now where we're just like mm, chicken obituaries. That makes me less angry. Yep, yep. So, I guess bad news now, or do we go into another bit of good news? Uh, well, I mean, rest in peace, Big Mama. Um, well, I, I tell you peace. what, I've got something for you. I kind of cheated. It's called good news, uh, and it's just a whole list, but uh, it comes from Fox News. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Fox News has a section called good news, and I, I pulled it up, and then I immediately blacked out with anger for a minute. Is it? Oh, God. So, it's... Ah. It's not really good news then. It's just like conservative propaganda. Right. You want to you want to run through these propaganda points? I'm just going to hit the headlines and we'll talk about them. Maybe. Oh, you know what we haven't told the listeners about yet is that uh, the real goal of this podcast is for us to be like the Alex Jones of the left. Oh yeah, because yeah. Because we were uh. looking around at uh, everything that the left has, and it's all boring, right? Like, what what do they have? They have Anderson Cooper. He's awesome, but he's no Alex Jones. He's not someone that a lot of nut jobs can rally around. And that's what we want to do is to try to get the the nuts into the fold of the left. I like if to we call can it putting... them to vote Democrat, then that's the best of both worlds. We don't have to get rid of the nuts. We just have to get them to vote for the right side. I, I call it putting a little razzle dazzle on um, liberal politics. You know, a little a little uh, a little jazz shoulders, if you will, you know, some jazz hands, right? Like, yeah, we respect each other's rights, but with pizzazz. Absolutely. Yeah. 
All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, we'll call this uh, uh, Good News Fox News. I'm going to hit the. Uh, I'm going to kind of hit the headline, and then uh, uh, we're just going to comment on it, and then we're going to move on to, to headline after headline. Right? Sounds good. All right, here's good news from Fox. Army vet invited to State of the Union calls Maxine Waters boycott sacrilegious. Huh. Because, uh, you know, everybody knows that when you combine religion and the military, two great tastes that taste great together always, and nothing bad has happened whenever you put religious nationalism and the army just all in one giant delicious sandwich. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, patriotic seventh grader climbs tree to save American flag. Uh, I don't care. Well, I mean, good for him, I guess. You know, about the American flag, I like it and all, but it strikes me as being like the modern Bible insofar as genuinely deplorable people like to hide behind it and say that because this exists, I get to do whatever I want. Yeah. Yeah, so anytime I see someone with an American flag avatar on Twitter, my first thought is not, oh, that's a patriot, it's, oh, that's an asshole, right? Well, maybe some kind of point-based, you know, maybe point-based citizenship system where nobody gets, we just start, we start from ground zero. I guess what, nobody's a citizen now, you gotta earn it, and there's points, and there's going to be a word find, and there's going to be a, um, what is it, what do you call that, where you have to, uh, there's gonna be a scavenger hunt, there will be uh, America trivia. Uh, yeah, I think that would be a better way to go. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know, something. Just take the citizens' test that they want immigrants to take and just distribute it to everyone. That's and what's... if you... <laughs> we'll just sort of do a... Uh, if you serve less than... Uh, I don't know. Well, that's what's Never weird mind. is the people that are the most patriotic seem to know the least about the country. Yeah, they'll definitely be in the bottom 50% of that test, so we can start ousting them and see how they like it. I think that's the only build fair the, way. Build the wall? No, you can't build a wall. How am I supposed to get back in? Well, you should have studied better and known more about history. Oh, here's kind of... I know America! Here's kind of a nice one. As honorable as they come, Bob Dole awarded Congressional, <laughs> awarded congressional Gold Medal. I still like Bob Dole. You know, like, I'm looking at this photo, and I'm just like, does Bob Dole know where he's at right now? No, no, no. He knows that his name is Bob Dole, <laughs> and he will tell you that. And that's about it. He tried to eat it like a Werther's. <laughs> oh, a candy. Bob, no, 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 you can't eat it. It's metal. We'll get you candy later. <laughs> oh, the metal. I thought you were talking about his name. Like, he just rolls it around in his mouth. <laughs> Bob Dole. <laughs> candy. Um, here's one that I have mixed feelings about. FDNY firefighter seriously injured on 9-11 donates a kidney to a stranger. Um, now I don't have a problem with that so much as it just feels like, oh man, uh, these people that have done so much for the country, uh, we couldn't find anybody with, uh, a kidney. It had to be a guy who was already injured on 9-11. Like how much, how much more do, do like a couple of people. Are they expected to give? Yeah. Well, you know, I guess this would have been more difficult if uh, all those people that were uh, against health care for 9-11 victims and first responders had won. Yeah. Uh, At that point, it's just, uh, unless they didn't tick that box on their um, license, then it'd be much more difficult. 
you know, if you're not an organ donor? Mm, let's see. I'm looking through. Some of these are just like, because it's like, they're good news, just real like, ugh. Like, just, what? Why, why would anybody care about this? Um, I don't know. Would you like to hear the good news that I dug up? Uh, yeah, uh, I would, because, yeah, we're pretty much... Um, Super obscure fact. Today is actually a lesser-known holiday called Groundhog's Day. In America, it's the celebration of letting a rat tell you the weather. Yeah, that's, that's about right. Yeah, so, if you didn't know, Paxitoni Field did see a shadow today, so that's six more weeks of winter. But, uh, fun fact, from 1887 to, t to 2017, the groundhog saw his shadow 103 times and didn't see it only 18. So, if you're playing the odds, uh, yeah, of course this year he'd see a shadow. He almost always does. I, I like the idea of, um, we should make this way more American. Uh, you know, if the, if the corrupt official... Um, <laughs> realizes that like the walls like are close. Yeah, bribe the groundhog to say something else. We got. We just gotta. We gotta make it like a corrupt official and be like, uh, uh, if the corrupt official realizes that the investigation is growing close to catching him, there will be six <laughs> more weeks of winter. If he doesn't, <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. Whenever we get close to finally catching the president, it's gonna be six more weeks of nuclear winter. But till that happens. Right. Um, all right. So you know what? Screw the sandwich. I'm just gonna hit you with my good news, and then let's just dive into what makes us angry. Uh, the very last bit of good news I have. Well, well, we could save this for the very end. All right. Well, so, so it is a sandwich. Apparently, Daredevil Stevo falls in love with a stray dog in Peru while he was on location filming. Uh, I like and, Daredevil Ben Affleck. Well, if anybody deserved to just, I feel like, just have a nice. Thing about them, it was Stevo. I've always felt kind of bad for all the jackass guys. Oh, I didn't recognize you're talking about Stevo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't um, know why that went over my head. Probably because I was thinking of the Ben Affleck response. Because <laughs> you were just like really into like ah, oh, Daredevil, the movie with Steve Affleck, Steve Affleck, <laughs> Ben Affleck, and then Electra right after that. Just the best set of movies ever. Um, that's going to be my new, my new, uh, uh, whenever I have to go underground, like, I will become Steve Affleck, um, and <laughs> I will go into hiding. Oh, you could be played by Gilbert Godfrey in the movies. Perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Affleck. my, uh, and, and the, uh, the CIA will call me Codename, the, uh, <laughs> the, the Groundhog, because I'm underground. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so the, the Jackass guys. everything together. The Jackass guys I felt real bad for, because, like, I love their stuff, but it's just, you can watch the progression of, like, you know, when they're young, it's cool, like, whatever, they're, like, early 20s. But as, like, the movies progressed, they started hitting their mid-20s and, like, hit their 30s, and they're like, oh, my God, we can, we still have to do this for money? We haven't broken into less destructive uh, means of um, entertainment? And you can just see them all going, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that's sort of like us. Like, whenever we were in our early 20s, we could be as destructive as we wanted to our bodies and just naturally heal up. And then as we get older, it's uh, time to replace all those joints. Yeah, they were, so... just, they were just kind of the first guys to like be like, you know what, we should film what all 20-year-olds do and make millions of dollars off of it. Yeah. And it worked. It was good for a while. I don't know. I mean, they sort of have, like, the bad grandpa films and stuff these days, and... That's less dangerous. Yeah, um, what I really hope, and I'm, I'm very sad that Ryan Dunn died, um, but, like, I really hope that, like, one day when we're just, like, 
like 80 years old, like all the jackass guys will be like, we're all real old now, but we're going to do this one more time. And then yes. we just get, yeah, we get to enjoy one last jackass. That's going to be wonderful. Yeah, all they... right, now just stand right there, you little pecker, and let me punch you. Oh, oh <laughs> my up. They all look. They all look like Bob Dole does now. <laughs> they're all, they're all addled. And they're like, all right, we're gonna round them up for one last one. It's gonna be great. Yep. Um. All right, you ready to dig into the bad news? <clears throat> oh my God. Yeah. This is the uh, the reason for the season. What everyone should be talking about today. Actually, let's beat around the bush first. Cause um, initially, my plan for the top for this topic was just gonna be like an overall FBI conspiracy against the president. Because um, starting with uh, FBI agent Peter Strzok, I think is how you say his name, uh-huh. he called the president an enormous douche in an email, and there was like these texts and other stuff. And so people were trying to say, oh, you know, this guy is, um, he's out to get the president, and that proves like this deep state conspiracy to stop Trump. And uh, But, you know, the funny part being is that he helped, he co-wrote the memo that Comey had released a week before the presidential election, which very likely lost Hillary the election, like right at the last minute. Because keep in mind, the election was lost to her by 70,000 votes across three states, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, and miscellaneous. So... I think think you mispronounced um, miscellaneous. I think it's pronounced Russia. (laughs) Yeah, oh no, she, uh, she lost bigly in Russia, believe me. Believe, believe me, folks, okay? <laughs> Tremendously. So, yeah, um, this guy that everyone's saying is the big um, out-to-get-Trump guy probably gave Trump all of his power. I want to I wanna ask a clarifying question, if I may. Yar. Okay. In my understanding, a memo can be <laughs> any, any note that you write and call a memo. Am I correct in this? Yes, yes. So, okay, we'll jump straight. Uh, we'll jump straight into it well, and say I just want to preface this happened today. So our entire conversation has to be about just this. Uh, go ahead. Well, I just preface it with anytime I write a note to like remember to like take the trash out. That's an internal memo, right, from my own yeah. household. So a dude. Yeah, this is just a fucking thing a guy wrote. That's yeah. it. He he wrote down his thoughts, his extraordinarily biased thoughts, now, because my... he is a proven Trump shill. Like he's the guy that sprinted to the White House to warn the president that something is up and give him talking points in the past. Whenever investigations were coming his way, this guy has been bending over backwards for the president. So here's he here's, here's my problem. If you're a gigantic a hole, yes. It's so is it. Is it bias if just people don't like you? Like, that would be like saying that, like, if you're a doctor, you can't treat syphilis because you don't... Because you're biased against the syphilis, right, right. Yeah, well, yeah, no one likes syphilis. In in Trump supporters' minds, in the deplorables' minds, any time you don't love the president, you're biased against him, period, full stop. And that's why they call so many of the Republicans cuck-publicans. Because they're not 100% marching in lockstep. Now, a lot of them are, and more and more of them have since he became president. But in particular, back whenever he was still just the candidate, a lot of them were not on his side at all. I got in an argument with a guy who was like, he's our president, we need to respect him. Uh, he's in power right now, like it or not. And I go, well, like... 
so you know, how did that guy feel about Obama when he was president? I bet he had a different thing well, to say then. Not even that. I, I think the basic idea that just because someone's in power means they deserve to be, be there. You know, uh, uh, this no, is me not put, at all. <laughs> this is me putting my history my history teacher hat on. You know, um, the founding fathers talked a little bit about that, and they called it the divine right of kings. There was an argument way back in the day when you had kings when someone was like, I... Uh, why do you get to be king and I've got to eat mud? And they're like, <laughs> and they'd be like, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, and then they came up with an answer, and the answer was, well, you see, uh, God and such. And God clearly must uh, desire the king to be king because he is king and must desire you to eat mud uh, because if God didn't, then why wouldn't you be king? And he's like, all right, that's right. I don't like it, but that's uh, right. And that was like, that was divine right of kings. It was just like kind of... Sounds good to me. Yeah, so this guy, without realizing it, because he probably couldn't spell divine right, um, <laughs> was uh, was arguing that like the president gets to be president by like divine right. And it's like, uh, yeah, no, we, we all kind of agree that's dumb and <laughs> that we should not do that. Yeah, I saw like the goofy meme going around of uh, Jesus controlling the president's hand as he like signed a bill or something, and then someone else edited it so it was uh, Putin controlling his hand. That was funny. But nobody had the foresight to just make Jesus being like, "Stop hitting yourself! Stop hitting yourself!" <laughs> uh, nope. Um, this here, here's the other oh. thing. I'm sorry. I know this is this is just gonna sprawl out. So if you're listening, get you a soda and just kind of just kind of you know lock in. Um, or something healthier. We're, we're all about being health nuts over here. So everyone, we are ev- liberals after all. <laughs> everyone, everyone, vegans rule. That's not entirely true. Um, <laughs> everyone that goes, uh, uh, that just goes on and on about like, uh, you know, oh, well, the Lord's in control and this, that, and the other. Have Have they not read the Old Testament? Yeah, it uh, seemed like he wasn't in control a lot, except, you know, like 70 years after he lost control, it's like, okay, let's slaughter everyone and try again. It's like, if, shit! If there is a biblical God, and he is in control, is it not far more likely he would be very more old, that, that like, Trump is an Old Testament kind of, like, uh, God's... At which, God's... At which point, uh, actually, then the person that says God's in control here might actually have a point, Peter. Right. Trump is kind of an Old Testament God. Well, not Old Testament. He's definitely an Old maybe, Testament. Maybe we're we're in the wrong here, and we should actually be worshiping him. Like no, 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 no. Too. Well, that's the thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna learn you some Bible today, son. Um, All right. Here's the thing, though. Uh, just because God put somebody in charge as an instrument of your punishment does not mean you should worship him, because God also gets mad at that. Old Testament oh, God yeah. is kind of like a difficult girlfriend, um, and <laughs> that you're just trying. Well, what do you want? Well, I didn't want you to like him. I just wanted to, you know, I wanted you to learn from 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 that that king that was punishing your people. Also, isn't it God's will that uh, the Antichrist rise to power? But I'm pretty sure we're not supposed to worship him either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Like, so it's like you could be you can be like, oh, the Lord put this guy in charge all you want, but you should also be like, but he is also still a bad man. I don't know why there's not room for sort of like logical. And I think comic books ruin the Bible for me. I think that's why I go, all right, well, the story arc has to fit. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to get off on that whole God thing, but I just, I have a problem with people's basic God logic. Like, I mean, Old, Old Testament God, they're like, the Lord's got his hand on everything, it'll be all right. I'm like, no, it won't. Like, he, he would tell groups of people, be like, those other dudes, I don't like what they're doing. I want you to go kill them. 
I want you to kill everyone that's related to them, and I want you to kill their dogs and cats, too. Yar. Which is kind of an interesting but crazy kind of, like, why the dogs and cats? Because fuck them, that's why. Calls Ghostbusters, right? They gotta live together. I guess. Um, anyway, so this dude, uh, is it Nunes or Nunes? I keep on calling Nunes. 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 So, so correct me. This is my my because I've read deep in the story. Because you're our you're our anal you're our analysis our analyst you're our analyst. Um, uh, analysis, Pat analysis, analysis. <laughs> yes, Patrick the analyst. Uh, so this dude basically wrote a, a memo a memo. Uh, who this guy is also deeply biased uh, because he extraordinarily works, biased. He yes. works for the president, and his his biased memo is saying that the investigation into the president is biased. Because they don't like the president, but he's the president's guy, so he's also biased. So are we are we getting to the point where we're arguing for like an Aristotle kind of just like sort of like philosophy? Is that where we're going? It's just like the deplorables are saying that the FBI are sort of like a Gestapo that's trying to take over the White House and oust the president. They're trying to make it sound like that's what the memo implies, when really all it is is uh, Nunez, Trump, and the White House are mad at the way Page was caught committing treason. Goes, Page, another Trump guy, was caught clearly committing treason, and every single time he goes on TV, he accidentally admits to more crimes he committed. <laughs> and so... And so the reason why he started being um, bugged by the FBI was because of the Steele dossier, S-T-E-E-L-E. -E -E. That's a person's name, not like it's made of steel. So the Steele dossier was considered like the talking point on Fox News for the... Damn it, I need to turn off alerts because like, Skype is beeping at me. Uh, shit, I lost my place. God <laughs> damn it, I tried to walk away from my computer, but I forgot I'm wearing headphones, so the beeping is following me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Are you sure you don't want to work for the Trump White House? It yeah, seems that way, right? Okay, so Fox News' marching orders for a long time now has been the Steele dossier was, found, was funded by Hillary Clinton, ergo we need to, um, throughout the entire investigation, the FBI should not be investigating our president. However, the memo that Nunes released says that the investigation began because of Papadopoulos, not the Steele dossier, but then it like tries to double back around and say, but the dossier is also a thing. So the memo actually accidentally undermines the marching orders that Fox News has been giving out for a long time now. So, here's, so that's funny, too. Here's but, my bit of folksy wisdom. But just to sort of explain the whole thing from the top, uh, but he has released this thing which is trying to say that the way uh, Page is being investigated because of the Steel dossier was discovered, apparently, but now the memo actually says because of an invest a separate investigation into Papadopoulos, they started bugging Page. And again, this is only about the investigation into Page and not the overall Russia-Trump investigation, which they're trying to say now that the whole thing needs to be thrown out because this guy who loves our president does not like the fact that he's being investigated, so he wrote that down on a piece of paper, classified it, and then the president declassified it. Boom, that's the whole memo. Like, that's everything. Now, they're, oh my God. They're trying to say, now Obama's legacy is nothing but one big dumpster fire. Huh. Proves it. Hitler's the devil. In... Like in my in my in my simple my simple understanding 
because uh, I'm I'm just a simple country lawyer. Uh, you know, uh, Patrick, it uh, it seems to me that uh, if you were caught with your hand in the honey pot, <laughs> how you are caught and the reasons behind your being caught with your hand in the honey pot do not so much matter as the fact that you have your hand in the honey in pot. In the honey pot. I'll rest my case, Your Honor. Yeah, that is absolutely it. They are arguing about the way that Paige is being investigated and not the fact that he is being investigated. It sounds you like know, a... It's not the fact that he committed treason, right? So, uh, he was caught... <laughs> It sounds like Stop. a guy. It sounds like a guy that's defending himself in court, and he's just like, "Your Honor, that's not that's not fair enough. I had not been pulled over. They would not have found those dead bodies in my trunk. Yeah. I was wrongfully pulled over. The whole case should be thrown out." Um, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure if they really expect to fool anyone, right? Like they're just making noise to whip their dopiest followers into a frenzy to cast doubt upon the rule of law in America. Like they are trying to absolutely undermine the entire justice system, including the Department of Justice for some reason, which Trump completely controls. He has the fucking Keebler elf working there. Well, That's, what I... that guy's not going to turn against him, even though he recused himself from the investigation because he's more concerned about covering his own hide than Trump's. But I, you know, still. you know, the biggest the biggest thing that makes me a little bit happy um, about this whole administration is that <laughs> they are really not good at subterfuge. They're terrible at spying, and like they're real they're real bad at it. And that makes me real happy because I mean, man, if they had anybody with a brain. Um, that, like, they just let kind of run things, we'd be in a lot more trouble. Um, the bigger problem is just, I feel like, the Republicans that are kind of, like, just... Alright, so, the the whole thing I feel like about the government is you have your three branches, you have the president, you have the executive branch, the legislative, and you have the Supreme Court. Now, if each branch doesn't stand up for itself and kind of claim their, uh, their stake in, like, this is my sphere of influence, you do not have the right here then they lose power. And I feel like by Congress not stepping up to the president and falling in line, they're seeing a huge erosion of congressional power and a huge expansion of the executive branch. And I don't understand as a congressman why you would want to see your own power diminished. In both the uh, Bush presidency and the Obama presidency, we saw an exponential growth in the executive branch. And that was something that... uh, Penn Jillette was always saying on Penn Sunday School, it's like, even if you love Obama and think that he is, you know, the perfect human walking on Earth, even if you trust him completely, you should not want to see him casting out all these executive orders like he's doing and taking on so much more power than the presidency usually has, because everybody who comes after him will also hold that power. Yes, and that was my that was my main issue with Obama. Like, oh, it's, you know, great guy, like probably pretty decent president, except for the fact that like Bush, you know, got the thumbs up to really kind of curb your civil liberties, and then we you know then we got Obama who was able who who I guess because he was trying to get stuff done, like was like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna push executive power because Congress is pushing back, and then like. Someone's got to walk it back, and it's not going to be the executive branch. It needs to be Congress. But for some reason, Congress seems to be unwilling or unable to stand up and go, whatever your politics are, guys, we're guy, we're friggin' Congress, and we're going to tell you what's up. I mean, 99% of congressmen, like the House and the Senate, wanted the uh, Russian sanctions to pass. 
but the president blocked it, and they have done nothing to uh, push it through anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know if they can do anything. Well, they can if they take, you know, like, the, the, the interesting thing was, the way I used to, I was studying uh, politics at one point, was they said that, like, until, it, maybe it was until FDR, or maybe before FDR, um, that uh, Congress used to lead and the president would follow, and at some point it changed so that the president began taking a role in leading Congress, and it's been that way ever since, and it's not always been that way, it's, nor should it be. And it's because of, God, with FDR, I guess it would be radio. Because of that, it would be um, the president slowly became a star. He was front and center stage. It's just easier for the people to conceptualize one person leading everyone than a collection of people each representing their own you know, districts and states. Yeah. Um, so the my... president became a superstar, and so then the will of the people shifted towards, you know, well, we want him to have this power to properly lead us. And so the public's cognition of the president shaped what the presidency is, and that's where we are today. One of my students asked me, he's like, what does impeach mean as far as the president goes? And I go, well, it's kind of like... Shaking your shake, shaking a newspaper to dog and go, you done bad. Now yeah, can, it's a it's a it's a stern talking to. So yeah, you can throw the dog outside, but chances are you'll be like, you've been bad, bad, and that's kind yeah, of like, it. Um, yeah, like they impeached Bill Clinton and nothing happened, right? So yeah. nothing could have happened. And you're saying, or some people might say, well, impeachment got rid of Nixon, right? No, it didn't. He stepped down before the impeachment hearings began. I think Nixon like he knew saw that, it coming, so yeah. he was like, Argh. Nixon, I think Nixon was smart enough to know that, like, he may have actually been removed from office. Like, it was a serious, like, uh, and I think he understood the impeachment proceedings probably better. Because uh, I, I still don't know if, like, they would, even if they impeach this president, I still don't know if they would absolutely remove him from office. And I don't see him stepping down, like... That's one thing that I've noticed oh. over and over again is people keep saying, well, he can't do this, he can't do that. Yeah, he it's can. like, well, who's going to stop him, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, what if he just refuses to obey the law? Like, nobody can do anything about it. You just kind of got to let him do whatever he wants. Like, we know and, that, we know like, that, yes, like, the once... blue wave is coming towards the end of this year, but my worry is, is that some bullshit's going to happen between now and the end of the freaking year. Like, uh, Trump will provoke North Korea until we actually do go to war, or well, he'll provoke Canada until we go to war with them, or whatever, and then they'll, you know, They'll have the wartime president, and it'll be super hard to get rid of him or any of the Congress. Well, he already he already said just... he he wishes that a terrorist attack would happen to bring Americans together, and he he did uh, say that. Yeah, Jesus. and there's a big because when big... when Americans die, the president wins. Y'all should everyone listening should think about that. There's a big argument that like we should go ahead and uh, fight a limited engagement in North Korea to give them a bloody nose to really <laughs> show them show them what for before they get the nuclear capability to strike the U.S. Um, so he's actively trying to get there. Um, I guess all we really need is uh, for, I don't know, who who's... I mean, there's who, really not too many people over there that would, that you could do anything. Ah, God. Who's, like, who's, who's their soldiers, their soldiers, we already know this from the one escaped soldier. Their soldiers over there are starved and full of parasites. Like, killing them isn't really going to change anything over there. You'd have to attack the, the Korean Trump, Kim Jong-un, for it to, for us attacking them to matter at all to them, because all they care about is their dopey leader. The like best, our, the best, God. the best possibility for peace in North Korea, in my own personal political analysis is to work on a limited or a slow unification between North and South 
um, and get that dialogue going. And it'll be hopefully what happened between East and West Berlin and that as, you know, sort of westernization sweeps into North Korea, uh, you know, like there starts to be more of an exchange, more of a dialogue, and then eventually... Uh, yeah. I think globalization is the uh, the key to world peace too, and uh, that's why both ISIS and Trump supporters are strong nationalists. They do not want globalization. Yeah, because they don't want you to hear good ideas. They don't yeah. want you to. That's why they don't want you, anybody that's against like education. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. why the GOP said for years, you know, it's li- liberal colleges, it's liberal education. No, it's just information, and reality has a liberal bias. I'm sorry. You can't, to attack knowledge is a problem. Um, but yeah, like, that, and here's the thing is, you know, there's that whole, like, the disarmament, the nuclear disarmament of North Korea is the only way. And I go, all right, look, I don't want North Korea to be armed any more than I want anybody else to have nukes. But the, un, the, the realization that countries have is that some of these countries like this, the only power they have is that they have nuclear weapons. And that's the only thing that protects them from being, like, invaded in a coup or whatever is because the potential for nuclear conflict. And so they're not going to give up their nukes. I mean, you can look back to the yeah. Ukraine. Like, in the 90s, I think we were like, hey, Ukraine, man, you really uh, you really want them nukes? Because, you know, we're trying to get rid of them. And I tell you what, man, if you get rid of those nukes, we will always have your back forever and ever. <laughs> and uh, the Ukrainians... Yeah, we might, we, we might have backstabbed them a bit on that, but cry me a river, am I right? Yeah, yeah, cry me a river. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like, Russia's invading. They're like, what do we do? And we're like... I don't know, man. Speak Russian. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's that kind. It's the exact same kind of disingenuous. Do you have proof that our soldiers are invading Crimea? That uh, that I hear every time the Trump supporters are like, "Do you have any? Do you have any proof of that? Do you have any proof of that? Our president's not a criminal." <laughs> well, here's the thing: is just like because like, I don't believe that they really believe what they're saying. I think that they just want to distract and deter and yeah. to kill by time until they're able to get away with it. That's why, that's what I think is going on right now with the memo is that they're just trying to make noise to, yeah. to cast doubt upon the justice system, which brings me to my theory. It's only a theory, but I think that the president's getting ready to build a case for filing, firing Mueller, so that once Mueller's out of there, maybe he'll be able to uh, just sort of derp his way on through the other three years before he gets, before he loses to I don't know Nancy Pelosi. Well, oh god, no, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Pelosi. Like that—that's what makes me mad, and that's what bothers me when people are like, and I I argue with a lot of people online, and I shouldn't, but Oprah Pelosi, twenty twenty. They go, uh, you, you just, you, 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 you liberal snowflake, you just. You Nancy Pelosi love and Chuck Schumer have I'm like, look. <laughs> so Schumer shut down, Peter. Listen, <laughs> I don't like Chuck Schumer. Don't particularly care for Nancy Pelosi. Um, I don't even fully trust Bernie Sanders, and like he's the one. No, that no. Like, look, I both love Bernie, but I think he's a con man. Like, I get that vibe from him. <laughs> well, I so, really do. If an old dude came up to you in the street and was like, "Hey." Would you? What are all the things that you most like? What do you most want in the world? And you're like, well, I'd uh, I'd like to pay off this college loan debt. And I'm like, yes. Well, then, what if I told billionaires you billionaires and billionaires will <laughs> yeah. pay for your college? Yeah. What if I told? Uh, okay. Yeah, what if I, okay, that sounds great, man. But like, uh, how are you gonna make it happen? Like, you're telling me everything I want to hear, and that's how every every like horror movie starts. Like every morality yeah. tale. 
And you know why I don't really trust Bernie, even though he's saying a lot of stuff I agree with? Why I don't trust him? Because I've seen him in interviews, and when he's asked poignant questions, he responds with talking points. And as soon as I saw him do that, I was like, oh, shit. Bernie! God damn it! Well, that's why I'm mad that he's like, oh, Bernie Sanders on a 2020 run, and I'm like, you're not even going to be alive in 2020! You're like 90 (laughs) years old now! Yeah, he's uh he's only a couple years older than, or is it one year older or four or five? Yeah, I think he's five years older than our current president. Like, dude, I'm trying to on. remember because like Hillary is one or two years under him, and Bernie's five years over him. Yeah, it's just like I love everything he says, but I don't see him being able to get it done. Um, my, I guess we'll talk. Well, let's talk about. Speak, let's talk about speaking of uh, age, though. Do you know how old uh, George W. Bush is? Um, he's like seventy-five. 71. He's the same age as our current president. Except he was president like 20 years ago. I heard a really great uh, uh, story about uh, George W. Bush, and it made me scream at my like computer screen. They go, George W. Bush now spends his time painting photos and making paintings of wounded soldiers. Of wounded go, soldiers? I thought it was of cats. <laughs> Who knows? But I think the one I wrote was... Oh, soldiers. cat soldiers! That would be wonderful. <laughs> oh, my God! We should send thousands of little cat soldiers into North Korea. <laughs> that would be great. And they all have little messages. They have little messages, and they come in in little parachutes, and just everybody gets to snuggle a cat. Are we, who are we kidding, dude? They're going to eat that shit in North Korea. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, it's not plastic! And I, I don't know how to do a North Korean accent. It's not plastic, it's the spice of the cat ball. I don't eat it. And I don't mean that in like an Asian eats cats kind of like racist No, way. I mean that in a, they have dirt over there and that's it. Yeah, I mean like in their, like, their leader starves their soldiers. What, what do you, how do you think the people live? How do you think the people live if the soldiers are starved half to death and full of parasites? Well, the people aren't doing well. I'm telling you, you know, I think a better option. So, because I'm, I'm like, oh no, Operation Cat Soldier went terribly, sir. They ate the cats. <laughs> and then, of course, people are like, they're eating American soldiers. Oh my God, <laughs> they're eating the cats. And then they're going to eat me. So why don't we, here's, here, you want to fix North Korea? Here's what we do. We just fly planes over. We drop, we drop those plastic wrapped gas station burgers. We drop, like, you know, copies of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. They, you know, they wouldn't know what the fuck a sandwich is. Like, oh, oh it's the devil. I've never ban- seen this before. They ate the cats, but they seem to be banetting the burger. <laughs> yeah, because it's plastic wrapped, right? So they, like, bite into it. It's like, it's plastic like all the other food in the grocery store. <laughs> Ameri- we set it up for the American celebrities to come over. American poison. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's. I always said you want to pass by a place, you drop like you drop McDonald's in pornography, and you watch how quickly their soldiers go. Yeah, I'm tired of fighting war. I want to eat this burger and look at this. Uh, look at this uh, free Brazzers account I just got. <laughs> yep. So <laughs> you fix stuff, man. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about our uh, our 2020 nominations for a second because we were kind of on that because I got one. Uh, I'm really excited about, and I know he'll disappoint me some way somehow. Huh. Bob Dole. That would be kind of great. We should really start pushing that, Bob Dole, 2020. And, and people can't call us, like, liberal bias at that point because he's a conservative. Bob Dole, 2020. I'm old as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. <laughs> I love it. Where did I leave my glasses? They're on Bob your head. Dole 20, Bob Dole, 2020. Oh, God, it's early 2020. Oh, God, I'm so old. I'm Bob Dole. Um, Bob Dole so don't like that. My real, my real 2020. I don't, I don't know who he'd pick for a vice president, but let's all admit, no one cares about the vice pres. 
um, is a soul. Uh, is Cory Booker. That's a, that's why I'm kind of open that uh, Trump's impeachment and arrest happens like on the other side of the 2018 elections. If everything goes okay and we do have the blue wave, then we really, if uh, he and Pence go down at the same time, we really could end up with President Nancy Pelosi, and that would be hilarious because it's like okay, I. I hate everyone that ever says, you know, well, Trump's worth it as a president because it makes liberals squirm. But by God, if Nancy Pelosi became president, it'd be worth it because it would make deplorable squirm. You know what I mean? All right. Like, you know what? It. You know what? I don't like Nancy Pelosi that much. And I don't really have any reasons for it except for she's been in there forever. And I don't like anybody that's a career politician just because I believe that power is a corrupting I influence. I don't like her because she's kind of a showboat more so than a getting stuff done person, right? Yeah. I think that all the major showboats, like her and even, God, even Bernie, I'm so sorry to everyone listening, but I just can't trust Bernie. But I think they need to um, retire and pass the torch on to worthy, worthy successors, like people that won't just try to push their ideas but people that believe in their ideas well what's interesting is right now you're seeing the republican party it would be like if we're on a ship and you just see the crew start like randomly lowering lifeboats and not saying anything and like paddling away <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this is a That's, bunch of them just like not really that really is what's going on because a lot of them are not running for re-election so they are just quietly trying to back away yeah, so yeah, yeah they know some major shit's going down the ones that are running again those would be like people that love power more than their own safety. They're like, you know what? It's worth it. Let's try it's, this again. It's it's kind of a lot of I feel like. Uh, hey, where are you guys going? Uh, we're going we're going to smoke. Do you guys you guys don't smoke? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, we just we just started. We gotta we're gonna go we're gonna go smoke. Uh, but we gotta be we gotta be two hundred feet away from the boat to smoke. So we're gonna get this lifeboat. Um, why why are you guys uh why are you guys packing uh, uh all that gear and everything? You're just going to smoke, and then they just jump in the boat and leave. Just testing it, testing the, uh, good, uh, and they just run. Yeah, just run, just run, just go, 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 go. Um, it's, sort of, it's just like uh, in Star Wars when Poe's, like, trying to get to the uh, the eject pod, and the lady's questioning him, and she's like, wait a minute, and then stuns him. Yeah. Um, it's just, they just chloroform you, and they just, like, sneak out of their own offices. We're releasing the Nuna's... Uh, memo is like just stunning a whole bunch of GOP people that are all like, oh god, we have to defend the president on this now? Because yeah. they were secretly telling him, don't release that shit, it's dumb as hell. Like, the proof that it is biased is in the first goddamn sentence when it says the Steele dossier, funded by Hillary Clinton. It's like, first of all, it was funded by, oh, fun fact, it was funded by the, ex the exact same person who used to be a major donor to <gasps> Nunes, that's right. A Nunes donor, a Republican Nunes donor, actually funded the research into discovering the Steele dossier in the first place, but eventually just passed it on to Hillary whenever he dropped out of the race. It's like the human centipede got in a car wreck. So, so anyone that just says Hillary funded this thing and doesn't mention the Republicans at all, clearly, not only is it biased by omission, but it's basically a lie at that point, because they're leaving out key features. It's like, if I told you, Peter, I was running 60 miles per hour down the road today, and you're like, what? Yeah, 60 miles an hour. Of course, you know, there was a car, but I'm not going to mention that point. Well, that changes everything. Yeah, it's just, it's just dumb, man. It's just, it's bad TV. Yeah. We're living through bad TV, man. That's basically it. It's a script that nobody would believe. Everyone would say, this shit's unrealistic, and it's like just 
the, the people involved are criminally dumb. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's, I don't know, I feel like people are getting dumber, and I just, I think that people, I think people no. have more, people have more of a voice now than they've ever had we, before. Yeah, we have, we have more access to hearing how dumb everyone is. Because more back, so than people are getting dumber. Yeah, back in the day you had Honestly, a couple... people are getting smarter, right? On the whole, there's, people are a hell of a lot smarter today than they've ever been in his, in all of history, okay? Oh, yeah. But we're hearing this massive onslaught of stupidity coming from a shitload of people, so it seems like people are getting dumber. The way I look at it is, if you look at these, these, these dumb people that I... And not all the people I argue with on the internet are dumb, but most of them are dumb. Um, if, you're, if you really want to be like, they're getting I mean, dumber and dumber. Some of them could be brilliant people, but just politically they're morons because they live in a Fox News bubble, so they never hear anything else and they don't want to research anything else because but has anybody ever tribalism accused... tells them not to, not to do anything that might go against their team. Has anyone ever been accused of being smart who's trapped in a bubble? It's literally the easiest no. thing to get out of. The reason it's called a bubble is because it's fragile and easy to pop. Yeah. Oh, uh, one more talking point you mentioned earlier and I wanted to bring up. Uh, so what were you saying? You were telling me about the stock market is crashing? Yes, this, um, an interesting note is that the stock market plummeted more than 500. The Dow Jones plummeted more than 550 points today. Since the memo came out, the stock market has taken a nosedive, which has gotten me thinking that that could mean that insiders in, um, well, on Wall Street, because you know that the Trump administration is closely tied to Wall Street. That's not conspiracy theory. Look at people on his fucking board. They're all... Wall Street insiders, they are all, you know, the who's who of Wall Street, former, you know, heads of banks and shit, is controlling America right now. But anyway, so it's possible that they know that some major shit's about to start going down, such as, you know, that, or such as uh, Mueller getting fired, which would push us into the end game, or at least the, we're, let's say the beginning of the ending stretch where Trump's actually on trial and getting impeached and all that. That could be coming up soon, and so the release of the memo is their message that everything's coming to a head, so good times are coming to an end, and the fragile bubble, also a bubble, of uh, the financial stock markets are starting to collapse. Question that's about... just a theory. It could bounce back tomorrow, but this could be the beginning of a major, a major catastrophe, financial question, catastrophe. Question about the Mueller investigation. Now, have you read The Count of Monte Cristo? Uh, no. I've heard of it. Okay. One of the greatest revenge tales of all time. A guy is unfairly maligned, sent to like a prison for years on end. Uh, and it was like a conspiracy uh, by these three guys, and one of them was supposed to be like his friend. Um, so they all had gripes against him. They got him sent to this prison. Um, one of them married his wife. Like uh, His father died while he was in prison. Basically, everything he ever had was taken away from him. Uh, luckily, he meets an old guy in prison um, who like trains him and... like. Uh, he plans on revenge, and the guy educates him, and then the guy tells him about a great hoard of treasure. Uh, so he gets out, becomes rich, and he goes back to seek vengeance, right? Right. But he basically sets up all these sort of devices so that these guys and their paranoia destroy them all, and he has one, he tricks one guy into, like, suspecting and killing his best friend and all this stuff, and then, like, you know, right before the guy dies, he's just like, I need you to kill your best friend. And he was like, ah! <laughs> um, my question is, so is... Yeah. is the, through that whole story, what was running through my head is one one year in prison. Ah, ah, ah. 
is so is the Mueller investigation are they waiting to close the trap so that it will end with like not only like Trump like you know uh, killing his own best friend but like you know <laughs> everything he loves burns before him and becomes ashes and then in the very end he too dies. Well, he doesn't have any friends and the only thing he loves is cheeseburgers, so he could just order another one. I mean, that makes me sad for cheeseburgers because I love cheeseburgers too. But come on, man! All right, all right, I gotta go off on another tangent, man. All right, so like, you you live in the White House. The you have... on you. I don't care about any of those losers. I, I win. You are the president. You can basically tap anybody in the world who is like the best chef and go, "Hey, I want you to come be my White House People... personal chef." He thinks that they'll poison him. That's why he likes to pop in at McDonald's and order from there. Why can't someone... they don't? Know... They don't know that he's coming, so they wouldn't have time to prepare the poison. What, dude, he's... See, all right, this goes way back to people... This dude is causing problems we've already solved. So, during the Divine Rite of Kings, <laughs> kings were often like, man, I'm real crappy, I bet someone would like to poison me. So they would just have a dude eat the food before they did. It's great. Yeah. You, can, you can even really just, like, if you really want to get crazy with it, you just have your chef dine with you. So he eats everything you eat. And the other thing about it I is, saw. and I, this is my same problem, one of my many problems with, like, Kim Jong. So, you own a whole country, right? You can do whatever right. you want. Why would you not have the best personal trainer, the group of just, and just be just cut up, muscular, personal stylist, just good looking, gray, you, gray hair? Un? Yeah, him or Trump. Like, you're some of the most powerful. Oh, men in the you're world. saying why don't why don't they? I thought you were saying that Kim Jong Un had personal no, trainers. Like, no, I was like, what? <laughs> Is it where's his muscles beneath all the um? If he if he if he does, it would be the first time he rightfully executed somebody because they're doing a piss poor job. <laughs> yep. But that's my thing. You know, if you look at Congress, it's like Paul Ryan's like the best looking dude in Congress. Yeah. You have access to be great looking and in great shape and be real super healthy. Why are you the dumpiest people on earth? I don't know. I've been trying to get in shape forever, and I tell you what, if you gave me a whole bunch of money, I'd be like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to hire a whole bunch of ex-special like, forces guys, and I'm just going to, guys, you're going to get me in shape, you're going to help me eat right, and you have full license, if I don't, to pound the crap out of me. I mean, that's what Hollywood actors do. They just get the best trainers out there, the best dietitians, and they can forge their body. They can forge and reforge their bodies into any shape they want. Yeah, how like are... the guy from uh, the guy that played Batman. What was his name from The Dark Knight? Batman. Um, you're talking about uh, not Christopher Nolan directed it. You're talking about um, oh, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. But I know you're talking about. Yeah, that that guy was in The Machinist like six months yeah. before he Christian, was Batman. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Yeah. So he turned himself into that skeleton from The Machinist, and then went all the way from that to super bulky and like a hundred and fifty pounds heavier for Batman. So that's what Hollywood actors can do. Congress should easily be able to do that, too, because they don't fucking work. Like, most of the time, they don't even show up to do their votes, and whenever they show up to do their votes, they just sit there until they vote yes or no. Like, that's not work. That's that's nothing. Yeah. Man, I'd be, I'd, oh, I'd be in such good shape. You know, you know that they don't read any of the shit that they give them. All those bills, they don't read that. They never read anything. Just the lobbyists that write that shit tell them it's good, and then they're like, okay, well, as long as it, voting for this gets me money, that's it. So let's, uh, we're coming up, we're coming up close to the end we'll have, those we'll have to we'll have to end soon i want to talk for a minute about uh if if i were president hmm. i think what i would start doing day one right i'm pretty i'm pretty slovenly pretty out of shape right i kind of look like a bumblebee that just gave up on its body 
So I'd, I'd immediately talk to my stylist, and I'd go, okay, here's what I want you to do. I picture you, like, pulling the larvae out of one of the uh, honeycombs and just, like, laying back where it just was and be like, uh, this is my nest now. <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, it's like that. Uh, so I, I, I want to, I'd go to my stylist, you know, election first thing or whatever I was running. i go, here's what I want you to do. I want you to cut all my clothes or, like, tailor all my clothes to make me look terrible. I want to just look like the fattest, slovenliest guy, right? Cool? All right. So we do that. But then the plan is, as I start winning, right, as I start gaining momentum in my, my, um, my candidacy and whatnot, I then start, like, I start, like, really, I, I get those, I hire those guys to get me in shape, right? So, like, mm-hmm. people are seeing me slowly, like, hulk out. So by the end of my first term, I just look like Schwarzenegger or Lou Ferrigno, where, like, I'm just, I'm, like, I'm just flexing out of suits, you know? Uh, and just like you're just like I'm the most muscular president we've ever had. And every the state of the union, do like the big Holt busting through the shirt flex. <laughs> We're gonna get this legislation passed. And then like the shirt just rips open. I would hire Jr. from the WWE as just Step like into a past beer. <laughs> I, I would just have I would just I would have Jr. I'd be like Jr. Like I know the WWE is paying you a lot of money. I'm gonna pay you more. And I want you to be my news commentator guy. So, like, during my State of the Union, you know, they, he's just going, Oh, my God! Oh, my God! <laughs> I would uh, I would definitely get um, uh, a Paul Bear lookalike that, to just sort of follow me around and go, President Patrick! Oh! <laughs> I feel like you could already do that with Pence. <laughs> it's my Pence! Because that dude looks like a skeleton that still has flesh on it. Oh God, and he's probably going to be our president next. Oh. Just, I just want Jr. to be like, "Oh my God, he just took a steel chair to Wall Street." Oh my God. Yeah, we never did say um, who our twenty twenty uh, favorites are. I said mine was Cory Booker, and then we kind of went off on Bernie. Oh, okay. Poor Bernie. Uh, look, everyone listening, I do love Bernie Sanders, but I don't trust him. So that's that's where I stand on that. Well, you know, we're in an era where every if, old if he white was president, I would be fucking happy. But but like every old white man we've trusted, like five people step out of like you know like crawl out of their car trunk and go, he's been molesting me for twenty years. <laughs> oh, molestation's not funny. Kermit being molested is funny. It's and not the frog here. I mean, that's um... that's just what it feels like. It's like you can't you can't Roy trust old white pole, dudes. Roy Moore. Roy Roy Moore then because he said he wanted me to uh, touch his penis and I said (laughs) I don't I don't want to do that I thought uh, it would be more innuendo and less direct (laughs) (laughs) he told told me I was nothing but a puppet and he could easily be the hand inside me and and threw me out of his car with Miss Piggy Um, Uh, anyway but yeah like uh, no that's just a thing it's just like yeah I think especially now like don't trust anyone because they're all horrible people, and like I like the reaction to it, where people are like, "Man, look, you just you just can't be anybody, you know." Eh, eh, like, like, no, you just can't molest people for twenty years, Garrison Keeler, and every other white guy. That's what we're saying. I just I picture Bernie's excuse for molesting people to be something like, "Well, at least when I do it, I do it on public transportation, on the public bus, not like up in the jets, like the millionaires and billionaires do all their molesting." Yeah, I, I feel like that's what's gonna happen because he's 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 so like 
he's so like uh, pushing sort of the socialist idea that like, and he's on his talking points and like, but but Bernie, like you've you've sexually assaulted over a hundred people, <laughs> and then he just goes back into like taking public transit or doing it in a public park. Ah, uh, yeah. But um, hmm. yeah. So Man. who's your who's your twenty twenty before we uh, before we wrap this uh, this monster up? Who's your who's your twenty twenty nomination? Like who do you just would you just be tickled pink if ran in twenty twenty? Oh my god, <laughs> is this hypothetical? They ran and won, or just they ran? Um, I'm gonna go with ran. I guess because mm, that's a very different answer. Just running in general? Oh my god, that's so much harder to decide. No, let's make I, it. No, let's make it real because I just realized if I say just run, you're going to be like, I would like to see the resurrected corpse of the ultimate warrior and Voltron. No, 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 no. Because uh, if it was ran and won, I would have gone crazy there. Because it's like, well, now I don't have to worry about consequences. Ran and won? I'd like to see Hillary Clinton come back and just be president, and that would be hilarious. Ah. Uh... All right, so who's, who's, who's her vice, who's her uh, vice president? Uh, I want to say Tim Kaine again. Um, I liked Tim Kaine. He was a nice man. He was. Ah, uh, God, I don't know. But no, in all seriousness, I'd be mortified if Hillary ran. I'd be like, no, God, no. I mean, um, if we're if we're talking about, like, ran but not won, honestly, I'd like to see the devil run for president. Well, not not necessarily win was my point. Because if I it's mean, just run, then I would say, I wouldn't say Hillary because I would expect her to lose. Like, even if Trump ran again, I'd be like, fuck, no, not again. If you're just, if you're just talking about just like, oh, anybody alive or dead, hey, who would you like to run for president? I would just be like, all right, run but probably not win, the, the actual devil. Pitchfork, horns, little goatee. I want to see the devil run for president because I want to see Fox News work. I want to see them. <laughs> I want to see them spin it. I want to yeah, see them. Yeah, you'd have to run on a Republican ticket, and Fox News would be like, "Well, you know, Jesus always said of, um, oh Lord, oh, how are we going to spin this?" Oh, look, 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 look. Okay, the devil, the devil told Eve. Doesn't he have he, the right to do that? The as, devil told uh, Eve to that if she ate from the apple, she'd be like God. And he was not wrong. I rest my case. Yeah, I just, I would, I just want to see, we're to the point now where, like, I just want to see the Republican establishment just, and I mean, like, the literal, not like, oh, man, he's like that. I mean, like, actual Satan from the bowels of hell has come to run for president, and Fox News is just like, all right, we can spin it. We can spin it. Yeah, now, I, part of me wants to say Gary Johnson again, but he would run on the libertarian ticket, not... Dim, and I'm expecting either Trump or Pence to be on the Republican ticket. So that means I have to pick a Democratic candidate. And I just, I don't know. You know who I would be thrilled about is someone that neither of us have ever heard of in our lives. Because, you know, six months before the Democratic primaries in 2000, I guess it would be eight? Yeah, because Obama started in nine. Before the 2008 primaries, six months before that, Nobody had heard of Barack Obama. Nobody knew who the hell he was. And then he just showed up and was a major rising star. Well, that's like the... And still, like, the best they got on him is just completely like, he was a Muslim that was born in, <laughs> in Kenya. And, like, they just, like, they have nothing. Like, Kenyan Muslim. You know, the smartest thing Obama could have done was maybe just create a minor scandals to give him something real to talk about. 
I mean, maybe, but instead he. Did I mean, a and I mean, job. I mean, minor like in a in a photo op, kick a dog. It's like everything that he did that was like super fucked up was also stuff that the Republicans liked, so yeah. they don't talk about that, right? Like he um he deported more immigrants than any other president ever before him, but they their stance is he's soft on immigration so you know we need the law and order president which is code for he doesn't like black and brown people trump to get in here and take care of the immigrants and so because of that they couldn't admit that obama had deported so many people even though that might have actually gotten them some hispanic votes um so uh you still who's your who's your 2020 run man like who do you want to see run and win who do you want to see fix this mess Honestly, feet to the fire, maybe Michelle. Um, yeah, but I, like my problem is she doesn't have any political experience at all besides being and like I just like I, I get it like she's been in the White House for eight years, but like she was still like I don't know, man. Like I don't know how much political like uh, uh, experience you get as just like yeah, I was uh, I was married to the president. Well, she would know who the best people to surround herself was. And, like, that was your argument about Oprah, is that she doesn't surround herself by very good people. Yeah, yeah, I got in a Michelle big... Michelle would know the right people to hang around. I got in a big, not really big argument, but my point was I was talking to some colleagues at work, and they were like, oh, you know, Oprah, and I go, no, 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 no. Because, you know, I talked about the most important thing for a president is who they surround themselves with, and Oprah surrounded herself with Dr. Oz and Dr. Phil. Uh, and I, I'm not going to go into the whole thing about why they're not credible doctors, but <laughs> Dr. Oz was sued for his stuff not working, and Dr. Phil, I think, doesn't have license to practice psychology and was also brought up on charges. So, yeah, while Oprah may be great, uh, she's not. she's still a billionaire, um, and there are... There are if you if you if you take the I really want to see a black female president good more power to you pick a qualified black female president there are tons of candidates out there for instance I guess Michelle Obama if I if feed to the fire is probably a more yeah. reasonable candidate I think than Oprah besides her uh, God I don't know all right let's uh all right so I we think, talk I think that would be my dream candidate but at the same time I'm not sure if she would do that to herself. Well, I mean, her family back into the political world. Well, it's also like her family has also been so much that, like, can you imagine, like, not only is she going to have to fight for herself, but it's going to be they're going to just bar. It's basically like all the news agencies that were against Obama are going to go, "Oh my God, look! If she wins, we don't have to write news for the next four to eight years. Pull out the old right. stuff. But did you save it in Google Drive? Yeah, yeah, just, just, just get out the old Obama stuff. Yep. Find and replace. Put change change Barack to Michelle. Yeah. Like she she was born in Kenya too. Yeah, where's her birth certificate? Um, all right. So let's let's do one more. Twenty twenty candidates. They can be alive or dead, but think wrestling tag team duos. What would be your ultimate like? Twenty twenty. I want this wrestling tag team duo, and we're gonna date. We're gonna date ourselves because neither one of us has watched wrestling in like twenty years. So we're gonna be pulling yeah. some old stuff out. Fucking like my first thoughts like. Uh, I really, really want Bob Dole Undertaker, that tag team match. <laughs> Bob Dole Undertaker cage match against, uh, let's say, Hulk Hogan and Jerry the King Lawler. 
those two versus those two cage match ladder the championship presidency belt is up there on the roof they have to lift up the ladder climb it get the belt whoever gets it their team becomes president the one who grabs the belt is the president the other one's the vice president i love that um my pick for uh, uh, best wrestling duo. I'd have wait, to wait, say... wait. Let, let me back it up. The Bob Dolan Undertaker versus Stone Cold and The Rock, because they're mm-hmm. actually who I'd want to be president and vice president. <laughs> you know what? I don't want The Rock to run for president, but if he did run on a ticket, oh, listen... I forgot about that. I forgot he was actually talking about running. Well, here's my thing, though. Here's <laughs> here's my thing. I've heard a lot of Stone Cold's talking points on his podcast, and yep. you know what? If the Stone Cold, if Stone Cold and The Rock ran on a double ticket together. I would probably vote. I would probably go against my like. I don't want another celebrity to be like. You know what? I'm voting for it. I'm yeah. I'm voting. I'm voting for it. Um, all right. So my my duo. All right. Vice president. And here's why. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Randy Savage. Oh, re- yeah. Recalled to life to serve as vice president. The reason being, Macho Man gives the best talking point interviews ever, and I would love to see the Macho Man supporting. Any president's like uh, just agenda. Um, now, for the president, I guess since we're doing wrestler, wrestler politician, um, and I really got to think about this because I, I don't like, I really don't like. Besides Cory Booker, like I don't know, like it's just such a like, oh god, who's run what now? Bo- what, what is oh, oh, oh. Booker T. Gold Dust. Wait for president, and vice president. Yeah. No, I don't like Booker T enough to like want him as president. Okay, and, but put and, put a pin in Gold Dust though. Well, Gold Dust looks Ooh! too. I feel like Gold Dust reminds me too much of the vice president we already have. Ah, good point. It would just be Mike Pence again. Fuck. Yeah, um, I guess I'm gonna go with uh, the Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, this is so sad that I just can't think of a single politician that I'm like, oh, you should run. Um, right. I guess maybe uh, maybe the Macho Man Randy Savage vice president. Yeah. Tim Kane, Tim Kane running for president. You know one person I would like to see run, which, fuck, I can't remember her name right now. I can only remember the president's goofy nickname for her, Pocahontas. That's sad that we can't remember real political figures, but we can remember the derogatory yeah. name they've been called. Right, and fucking Scott Adams would would have like a little smarmy smile on his face and say, this is why he won, because he's able to get in your brain. And I'd say, fuck you, go draw Dilbert. I would say, yeah, whatever, Scott Adams. You had money, but you kept going to work. So, <laughs> who lost that lottery? Because <laughs> Scott Adams was drawing Dilbert and actively making money with a, uh, a, a like a national cartoon. It's like, yeah, I'll still go to the office because you know. To be to be fair, that probably gave him more ideas for the cartoon. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but like, man, you know, when I write, I don't go. I have to go there. Yeah, that's like, true. Like my whole thing. Like my thing like I'm writing if... about werewolves right now, like, I'm not like, I need to get bitten by some stray dogs to see how this feels. <laughs> Good point. Good point. It's called Sometimes use... whenever you're writing fiction, you should just make it fiction. Yeah, it's called use your imagination, dude. It doesn't have to, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think that's why he won. Oh, I think he won because of Russian interference. And I don't think, yeah. I don't think that, like, all the analysts and everybody were wrong. I think well, again, like I said at the very start of the podcast, he won by 70,000 votes across three specific states. and But Hillary Clinton got the most votes by 325 million. Yeah. So she, she still knocked it out of the park. And people can say, well, she did bad because she didn't go to Wisconsin. And it's like, well, fucking Herp Derp the Horrible, the current president we have, Trump, he didn't go fucking 
anywhere. Like, people yeah. went to investigate his Florida headquarters, right? Empty. Nobody there. It's abandoned. It was just an empty address that they had put on a card somewhere. They weren't running a genuine campaign. They weren't fucking trying. But he still won Florida. Why? Because of targeted propaganda by fucking Russia. You know, what makes me really sad is that, uh, you know, the United States used to be great at a lot of things, but the thing we used to be the best at was propaganda. Um, yeah, like we during, suck at it now. During World War One and Two, the Germans were just like, I, I don't understand this. Why, why don't people like us? Listen, <laughs> listen, okay? We, we tell you we are going to shoot every fifth person. What is wrong with that? And the United States is like, oh, man, quick. Uh, Germans shoot every fifth Belgian child. And then the Germans are like, uh, yes, we did, but we told them we were going to, and we gave them notice. I don't see what the problem is. Like, the Germans just could Yeah, the Germans could not understand, and, like, the, the, the American, like, just media machine's like, oh, boy, this is going to play. Oh, this is great. Uh, and, like, they were legitimate. Like, World War One. like, the Germans were like, okay, Belgium, listen, we need to come through your country. Uh, you just let us through, and uh, it will be good, okay? And the Belgians were like, yeah, uh, we don't want to do that. And so the Germans <laughs> basically had to invade Belgium because Belgium wouldn't uh, step aside to let Germany through. And uh, so Germany's occupying Belgium, and this is all, like, true. Um, and they go, okay, uh, just so you know, uh, anyone found uh, burning the bridges, uh, blowing up the things we need, uh, will be shot as a spy and partisan. Uh, cool? Okay. And... Uh, and the Belgians immediately started blowing stuff up. And the Germans are like, okay, listen, uh, we are trying to be very nice, but you are not, I feel like maybe there is a translation error, you're not understanding us. Okay, so uh, do not blow things up. Uh, do not fight us. Uh, we will leave you alone. We just want to get to France. Okay, all right, good, all right. And then the Belgians immediately started blowing up stuff again. And the yeah, and the Germans were like, okay, listen, okay, I think we, we, there have to be consequences. Uh, you don't understand the consequences for your actions. We are going to have to punish you. And then the you know they would do their thing. We're like, we are going to shoot uh, three of you, and perhaps <laughs> the rest of you will learn. And then you know uh, immediately, like the United States propaganda was like, extra, extra, read all about it. Germans kill three Belgians for no reason. And sure, like, sure, read all about it. Germans killing people. But and that, that's. That and, is not what happened. And they're like, no, we, we... them with warning. We told them. We gave them the written memo. We wrote it down. It <laughs> said, very official. It said, from the Kaiser. Right? From <laughs> from the Kaiser's office. We kind of use that as an inside joke because we also write our grocery list on it. So it's kind of a fun, cute thing to have on uh, <laughs> on the fridge from the office of the Kaiser. It's kind of cute. So we told them, we said, please, do not blow things up. We will have to shoot you. And uh, they blow things up. So what are we supposed to do? And then, like, you know, uh, then we... has the cute cartoon teddy bear on it, because his grocery list is fun. And then you'd be back, then, 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 like, the propaganda just got worse, and be like, extra, extra, read all about it. Kaiser's grocery list includes dead Belgians. <laughs> okay, this is simply not true. You are not understanding what we are saying, okay? We are, okay, you know what? Just shoot the rest of them. We'll figure it out later. Like, yeah. This is that... wonderful. I've got to make sure to get this podcast up tonight. Yeah, that was just, that was kind of like the way, like... Slap this thing together, put it up, boom, it goes live. But now we've lost that. Now it's the, the friggin' Russians are just like, uh, uh, yes, uh, I'm trying to, I gotta get my Russian accent going. Uh, I will break you. Yeah, dos vidonia, comrade. Uh, 
today, presidential candidate Hillary Clinton found to be shaking hands with Satan. And then, like, and people are like, well, God darn, man, if she's shaking hands with Satan, and that ain't good. That ain't good at all. And, like, you're like, dude, but it says from the office of Dirk Comrade. Like, clearly it's Russian propaganda, right? No, man, look, look. All I know is I'm all about Jesus, and, and Hillary is the devil. And how do we lose that? How do we... I don't know. But, like I said, we need an Alex Jones of the left to just spin propaganda out there and t take down the right's propaganda machine, or at least compete with them, right? And I think that you've hit the nail on the head very succinctly. Here's the deal. From now on, every podcast will be ended with what propaganda do we want you, the fans, to begin spreading about the right? And we are going to create our own propaganda machine. You with me, Patrick? I am. All right. I think in honor of it being Release the Memo Day, we should start doing a Release the Memo thing, yeah? Oh, that's great, because I do have a little, uh, I've got little notes Trent. on my, that my fridge would say from the office of the Kaiser, so that's perfect. You know what I would like is just release the Trump, hashtag release the Trump memo. And that's it, right? Like, there is no, now, let's be clear, well, there's no memo. But to, if we get it to trend, everyone will start talking. What memo? What memo? What does it have? And then they'll speculate what it is. That's what Fox News did, right? Whenever yeah. there was a memo but they didn't know what it was, they were able to say, oh, it could talk about this, it could talk about that. Everything's on its head. Cats and dogs living together, it's chaos. So here's here's my one, my one my thing to you, my friend. I do believe that you're going too hard, too deep on this. The best conspiracy theories need to be too super dumb, unprovable, and uh, really easy to understand. You ready for mine? I'm ready. Trump's just a scarecrow in a blonde wig. Mm -hmm. That's just the, wouldn't that just be the straw poking out through the top of the scarecrow? Exactly. There you go, and that's your conspiracy. Oh, oh. Hashtag release the Trump memo. <laughs> well, you guys have been great. Uh, I'm Peter. I'm Patrick. Uh, tune in next time because I think we're going to talk about the uh, the Bundys and the uh, the standoff uh, that happened a while back because I got a lot to talk about uh, with the Patriot movement. I and speaking of President Oprah, Peggy Bundy, yeah, see it all comes back together. Man, I thought we had such a nice just like we're like oh this is good and you're like ah ah I got to shoehorn in married with children. We really don't. I can cut it off right there before that. <laughs> I feel like the everything in the very podcast, I'm like, your conspiracy's in, and then you're like, Al Bundy? Uh, 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 Al Bundy, right? He hated his wife? Uh, he hated fat women? Uh. Al, let's have sex. No peg. Uh, I, I'm not even going to go into my whole uh, thing. But, uh, yeah, all right, so... Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the, uh, the podcast. Uh, Is the Trump... podcast still going, or have we already stopped it? Oh, it's still going. Um, okay. Or we can stop it, either way. Uh, but let's do one more outro. Um, yeah, now we're talking about outros. Yeah, I think it <laughs> did a while back. Trump's a scarecrow. Uh, hashtag release the Trump memo. This has been uh, This has been, this your has podcast. been Pat and Pete in the morning. Oh, I hate that one so much. All right, you ready to, <laughs> ready to click off? Clicking off. Clicking off the boss here, boss.